Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited back to another episode of Flirting with the Universe podcast. I'm your host, Shauna, and we've got the most incredible Whitney Fenton in the house, um, AK the Fitwit on Instagram. And we're going to be talking about her sober journey, which has been, I really want to give context as to why Whitney is here. She is an incredible person that we've been connected for how many years? Oh my God. It's gotta be like close to 10. <laughs> Probably. We were like, we're like, OG, like decade yes. ladies over here. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> and I have to tell you guys, I've been so inspired by just your continued journey. We, we worked together in the past and, you know, we've been in beach body now known as body in the past. And we've been just like rooted in health and wellness and the craziness of life that we've gone through together. And it's just been you know, you've been such a, a light on Instagram for me. And for those of you that do not follow Whitney, you need to follow her today because she's going to just, she's going to light your soul on fire. She's a true Leo and she really brings so much to social media. You're going to love her branding. You're going to love her essence. And what I love so much about you, Whitney is like you, you bring the emotion through your branding. You bring this just fuck it, like live all out in life, have fun, like enjoy Bye. the time while you're here. And it's just, it's, it's an honor to know you truly. You're just one of the sweetest persons. So I feel the same way about you and like, we've never met in real life. That's what's I know. so it feels like we have. Instagram. Yeah, I, know. I feel like I know you for sure. I know. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like we have already met, but we were just talking about retreats and we'll get into this too, because Whitney hosts some of the most incredible retreats that you can most definitely come on. And, um, yeah, just like, there's so much to, so much to unpack and talk about today, but we're really going to focus on, um, Whitney's sobriety journey, why this came about, and she's going to give you some stories and backstory and all of that good stuff. So she came up with the title for this, which I think is hilarious. And so if you're, if you're in the Facebook group right now, you can already see that, you know, this is literally, we're going to be talking about going from party animal to sober superstar. I love this. <laughs> And more importantly, this is her alcohol-free journey without AA. So this is probably going to speak to a specific person. You know, we're in October right now. There's the energy of, you know, sober October that's in the air. Maybe you're doing this right now and you want, you know, someone to be that guiding light in your life. Whitney's a perfect example of this for you. And so without further ado, I really want to dive in and pass the torch to you and ask you, like, how did this come about? What's the story? What's the behind the scenes that happened in your world? Sure. First, thank you for having me. I've been listening to this podcast since your very first one dropped. And so I'm still honored. <laughs> um, I um, So a little backstory, I've been a party animal, no joke for the majority of my life. Like, I think I had my first drink when I was 12. Um, I also tried pot at that age and, um, I wasn't really going to share this, but my dad gave me cocaine when I was 14. Like it was like a, it was a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, and, um, I very quickly, it very quickly became problematic. Like I would say I was a problem drinker in my teens for sure. And it just continued on in my twenties, but I'm young and I'm twenties and that's what you do in your twenties. You're a rock star. You know what I mean? And, um, and it's okay. And it's still kind of cute. And it's like, ah, my heel broke, like whatever. Um, and then I got into a pretty awful marriage, um, where I ended up 
getting not sober, but I definitely got my shit together. Like I would, you know, got, was drinking less and partying less. And he did not, um, it got very abusive, very scary. And, um, I was like, you know what? I think that this would have never happened if drugs or alcohol weren't a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up doing, they call it poor man's, poor man's rehab. And you do 30 meetings in 30 days. And so when I talk about the reason why I don't do AA and how I'm doing this without AA, it's not because I haven't tried AA. I really, truly have given it a go a few times. Mm -hmm. um, so I did 30 meetings in 30 days and I was visiting my brother at the time and they were kind of in, not the ghetto, but their AA meetings were kind of in the ghetto. So it was just a lot of people I did not resonate with. Like they were doing meth in the underneath the freeway and all, you know, I was like, oh my God, like. I'm like a bougie partier, you know, <laughs> I think what I'm saying. Pinky and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so then I went to visit my mom in Malibu because I was doing 30 meetings in 30 days and I had just left my husband. So I was traveling around a bit. And so then I went to meetings there, which was like upper echelon. And these are people that are like, have morphine pills that they're putting up their butt. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't relate here either. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, um, and I did some middle range ones too. And I was just like, you know what? I am so sick of going to these meetings and obsessing about not drinking. I, it's like you break up with a boyfriend, right? And you want to obsess with your girlfriends for a little while. Of course, you have to process it and it's got to move through you, but I don't want to obsess about him for the rest of my life. Every time we go to lunch, I'm supposed to obsess about this terrible breakup that I had. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Hopefully cussing's okay. I hope no, no, no. Sorry about choking up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just never resonated because I don't want to go and obsess about not drinking. It's like I, what I'm what I'm learning right now. It's it's so much about mindset. So if you're sitting here going, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, obsessing about drinking, relating to this story about drinking, you're still thinking about drinking, right? It's so right. forefront of your mind. Um, so, anyways, that didn't last. <laughs> I went back to my partying ways. Unfortunately, for many many years. Um, I dated another guy where our relationship was very much based around alcohol and partying. And I did my five day detox, which is just like, um, it's like a gut reset kind of. And I felt so good. We had been drinking so much. It was just the end of summer. And um, I woke up like three days into this five day thing. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. You know, I was like, I don't think it's the diet. I think it's the not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go a month and just like, let myself do this. And so I went a month and I was like, God, I just feel so good. I was living in Costa Rica at the time, which is just like drinking is everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, happy hour here and, you know, Coco Loco there and Pina, it's just like, it's everywhere. And I lived at a hotel. So it was essentially, it was right at the bottom of my stairs. Yeah. Um, and so I just kept feeling really good, but there was never like a decision that I was going to be done drinking forever. I was like, well, I think I'm going to go six months. I just kept feeling really good. So I just kept sticking with it. Um, I avoided all social situations, all stuff like that. I think four months into it, COVID hit. Mm. So we all went inside. So I never did the work. I never went to places that were uncomfortable. I never stepped outside of my comfort zone. I just got into my little hole with my dog and didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. right? Like it's pretty easy to stay sober then. <laughs> right. Um, and so then I um, decided on new year's that it was time to drink. I had gotten sober for, I think it was 400 and something days. And I was like, I'm going to have a glass of champagne. Mm. And it was divine. <laughs> and I just had the one and that was fine. And then I started dating 
And I was like, I can't not drink and not date. And I was like, I'm just going to have a dirty martini that'll get me super buzzed. You know, I'm so clean from not drinking for so long, like one glass of champagne in 400 and something days. I got shit hammered. Like I did not have one. I think I had four. I didn't have dinner. I ended up having to abandon ship leave my car and Uber home. And then before teaching yoga, the next day, Uber back to my car. Yeah. And that was just the beginning of my party days again. And mm-hmm. so I went full throttle for, you know, whatever, however long I've been in Utah. So for about two years mm-hmm. and then, um, almost five months ago, I'm almost five months sober at this point. Congratulations. Thank you. And, um, you know, I just kept having these nights where I was blacking out, like nothing bad was happening, but I was blacking out. I was feeling shameful the next morning. I was having anxiety, like, oh my God, look at my phone. Did I post on stories? Oh my God, is my wallet here? Oh my God, I spent how much, you know? And I was just like, I'm 41 years old, just for context. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm so done with this life. I know this life. I've been doing it for two de- over two decades mm-hmm. and there's gotta be something more. Um, I started, I stopped running my 35 kind program and some of my other wellness programs a few months ago. Cause I just started feeling like a fraud. I'm like, I'm partying so hard. And then I'm preaching health and wellness. Like I just like, can't even run these groups anymore. So it was affecting that part of my life, which brings me so much love and joy and fulfillment. Yeah. And um, I'm like, and for what, for a night where I'm out spending $200 on God knows what, and barely remembering it. Mm-hmm. And so I had three blackout nights in about 10 days. And I had a talk with my boyfriend who's a drinker. And he was just like, this just like, this isn't working. Like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. And I was just like, wow, like I'm going to lose a relationship, a really good relationship over this. Yeah. And it was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm so done. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just been a decision that I've made. And, um, and uh, I'm not going to say that it's not hard. Sometimes I'm not going to say there isn't any cravings, but unlike that first year that I tried sobriety, sober curiosity, whatever you want to call it, I, it's very much intentional now. It's not like, I'm not like going, oh, maybe I drink on trips to Vegas. Oh, maybe I drink, you know, on vacation when I go away for the summer. Oh, maybe I drink in Costa Rica. It's like, no, I know where that leads now. And it's nowhere good. And it's just, I mean, when you come to think, even if you, if you, even if you're not a problem drinker, it really offers no value to your life. It's unhealthy. It's pure poison. Mm-hmm. And so I'm buying like these like crazy expensive organic meat from like pasture raised farms. And I wouldn't let any kind of like, you know, organic dairy pass my front door. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing all of this stuff around health and wellness. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm doing yoga. I'm at the gym. I'm taking hikes, these beautiful hikes. I'm taking my dog on a walk. Like my whole life is health and wellness. And then I have this bottle of poison that I'm downing every single night. Like, it's just, that's not, in flow. It's not aligned anymore. And so, um, I really just stopped. <laughs> I talk really fast. That's totally fine. You're a Leo. You're full of energy. Like this. <laughs> I'm like, should I, any, did I skip over a lot? I don't even no, know if I did that timeline. Really right. Well, I just want to say, you know, thank you for being so open, especially, you know, you started this talking about with your dad and cocaine and it's like, 
I think so much, and tell me if you resonate with this too, it's like so much of who we are as adults and our triggers and the things that maybe we lean on to find support, whether it's alcohol or, you know, it can be any vice, right? So much of it starts in childhood of like how we're brought up, what's modeled to us, what we see, what we experience. And so, you know, I can, I can mirror back in like, you know, my father was a musician. And so I grew up like going to bars, like part of my, not even part, a huge part of my childhood was going to the local pub or like the local bar and watching my dad, like he's a wild animal. Like he would jump on a table and play music and rock out his guitar and like, you know, and so alcohol is always around. And, you know, for even on this end of things, like Drew and I will go for 60, 90 days without touching alcohol. And then for us, we'll like go on a vacation and we'll like, we were just in Austin and we had um, margaritas while we were there and we felt like shit. And we looked at each other and we're like, last night was fun, but today we feel like crap. And it was like the next 48 hours of our vacation. We were like, we feel awful. Like you're lethargic. And it's just like, we're on vacation where you want to feel sexy and you want to feel alive. And you're like, for us, we have a two-year-old. So we're like, Whoa! we're like, we're away from our child. We want to like, loose. You know, we're like ripping the hotel upside down. Like we're just like, we've, we're having alone time. And so it's just, it's one of these things like, and watching you and your journey, Whitney has also impacted me and the conversations that I've had with Drew of like, oh my gosh, like my friend Whitney's going out, like she's doing this sober Lux, and like, oh, it's just, it really speaks to me so much because we talk about this behind the scenes too. And I think more people are gravitating towards this. They're, they're really, whether it's sober curious, like getting, a, you know, maybe it's 30, 60, maybe it's just October, right? Like yeah, handle on or yeah. moderating it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're running a group right now, all about sober October. And so we should talk about that too, since this is happening right now and you know, what you have happening in November too. Um, sure. One touch on what you just said. It's like, there's a great quote that says, uh, drinking steals happiness from tomorrow. Oh, that's so true. It's so, so true. true. It's so true. And I, and I go through this so much, like, cause I, have done the work this time. Like I've, this is a choice that I've made. So I've put myself in the most uncomfortable situations. Like I'm going, I I do social media for a couple bars downtown. I'm going into the club, into the club. You know, I walk in, they're like, here's a glass of champagne. They like, just know my drink and I'm going, I'm still doing their social media and taking their photos and all. I just went to Vegas for my friend's 60th birthday bash with open bars and champagne and wine just pouring freely and comedy shows and crazy steak dinners like I'm doing the day I did three weeks in Costa Rica traveling around with my boyfriend who does drink like I am putting myself in these uncomfortable situations and the more that I do that the more confidence I have in myself not just in sobriety but in every other area of my life so it's like the FOMO, the fear of missing out in the moment when people, it's really just that first round of drinks. that's hard. Yeah. Like, I'll have a club soda. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit more. Cause I feel like that's the gremlin. It's yes. Initial, like what you're saying, like you're going into, I mean, you're putting yourself in the situations, right. Where, you know, alcohol is going to be flowing. Yeah. And so how do you deal with the gremlin in the mind? That's like, I've, but this is what I've always done. I've always got the drink. I've always done the thing because this is the social situation. And, you know, like, how do you address that in your mind and what are you doing tangibly that 
also helps in that moment. So, and we talk a lot about this in my groups that I'm running, which I'll get to in a second. I, um, so I really, I go into it with a plan. Like I did a wedding, for example, I went to a wedding and I was like, okay, I'm going to start with a, I don't agree with diet Coke, but it's just what I'm doing right now. So you know what? All my health and wellness people just close your ears. I do a diet Coke with a lime. I try and do regular Coke, but I'm like, is high fructose corn syrup really any better than sucrose? Like, I don't think so. Um, And I grew up on diet Coke. So it just is what it is. It is what it is. I do that with a lime. It kind of looks like a rum and Coke or something. You know what I mean? I start with that. And then I'm like, okay, for the toast, ginger ale looks just like champagne. Mm -hmm. So I put ginger ale in a champagne flute. For me, it's like, I have a plan of what I'm going to drink. And I always get it in a fancy glass. Like for me, especially it's the vessel that makes such a difference. Like even if it's just bubble water in a huge, like white, uh, red wine glass, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So I go in with a plan around that. I also always play it forward. Okay. This is going to be hard you know, it's going to be hard, but what's going to happen if you do drink, how are you going to feel the next day? And I connect to future Whitney Mm -hmm. and how I want that to look the next morning. Do I want to be proud of myself or do I want to wake up with anxiety and shame and not remember most of the night, you know? And then also like, I, um, I've been like when it's an event like that weddings or like the birthday party, I try to go around and take a lot of photos because I'm sober and it's like, it's something for me to do. It makes yeah. me be social without being too social, <laughs> you know, because that, yeah. social, that social lubricant is gone. So I try to go around, take a lot of pictures. The The people of the party love that, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to get their professional photos back for a while. Yeah. Um, and you're getting a little more behind the scenes kind of stuff, not like all like the picture perfect things. Yeah. Um, so you have something to do. And then also, because I think that's the hardest is the conversations that you have with people. It's so hard to, you know, all of a sudden this crutch that you've been relying on your whole life is gone, which is that alcohol that makes you loose lips and your, you know, your inhibitions lowered. Um, And so when that's gone, you're just like, I am a terrible conversationalist. And it's like, no, you're not. You've just had a crush for this whole long, for this long of of a time. Yeah. And like, it's that quote, be interested, not interesting. You get in, get in a corner with somebody and just ask them a million fucking questions. And they're going to think it's the best conversation they've ever had in their life. Cause people love talking about themselves, you know, yeah. like get over yourself. Nobody actually cares that you're not drinking. They really don't. I think, you know, even like in my year of sobriety, which granted it was COVID. So I didn't do a lot. Um, but in these last five months, I've had very few bullies be like, well, why not? Come on, just one shot. You can't just have one shot. Like it's happened here and there, but like nothing nothing that isn't like, I'm actually not drinking right now. And if you do run into something like that, you can just be like, I'm pregnant or just be like, I'm, yeah. I'm doing 75 hard or yeah. I'm training for a marathon or I have a really early morning. Like if you don't want to, cause I'm just an open book. I'm just like, I'm sober. Everybody <laughs> I'm screaming from the rooftops. Like not everybody's comfortable doing that. That's why it's alcohol anonymous. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I don't know if I just answered your question, but I think no, I you did. And it, it's, I, I love that you really <laughs> pointed because really it's a gremlin and that's, you know, for me, heavy drinking started just outside of junior high, like into high school. I think that's when I, fr- like my first beverage was Boone's farm with one of my best friends. Oh my God. Yeah. Peach like, was. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> it was like a blue one or something like that. Like, it's just, and then I remember being like, that was a downward spiral because we were drinking every weekend and it was just like the, I mean, I, I grew up small town, Minnesota, and it's like, that's just what you do. Like everybody drinks all the time. And so then it's like, then you get into college and it's drinking. And then it's those big social interactions where you're 
you're kind of discovering yourself in college and you're like, who am I? Who, where's my friend group? And, and really it's just like this, it shut, shuts down the front of your brain where you're just like, blah, 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 like, you know, and you're making connections with people and you're just, no one knows who's what, you know, it's a mess, but yeah. it's, it's, it's so it's, encouraged and it's so socially acceptable. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things that you get so used to that, like you said, it feels so foreign to not have the crutch. And, uh, you know, so Drew, to, Drew shared with, with this with me the other day. Um, Cause like you said, it's like asking people questions. It's really, you know, diving into who they are. Like, why are you here? Who are you? And have you heard of the Ford method before? So Drew uses this at work. My husband, he, he works for the government and he's like- Oh, from occupation. Yes, I have. Okay. We'll yeah. Say it. So it's like family, occupation, relationships, and destination. So if you're ever like, so for those that are, they're like, okay, I want to go, I want to do this for maybe November. You know, we've got November coming up and it's like, I want to be sober curious for November. And if you're at these events, maybe it's like Thanksgiving coming up around the corner and it's, you know, asking how's the family, how's your job? what's maybe it's like what I think are is relationships or recreation it's recreation I was like I think what you do for fun or hobbies or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. and so it's like what you know what do you do what's your fun like what's a hobby what's a fun thing and then destination and people love to talk about themselves and they love to like fill in those gaps so then that's occupying the crutch feeling of okay well now I'm having these conversations it's not about me it's about them getting to know them you're the light of the room because you're asking them questions and most people are, you know, they're not, they're not really sure what to say. So it's like, now you have Ford in your back pocket (laughs) (laughs) and you know, it's, I think you just hit the nail on the head with all of that though, of with also walking around and taking photos. So now instead of to do, you know, like it's something to your hands. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the beverage or like having something in your hands. And I'm sure like you're going through and now you're like, you're perfecting your photography skills and you're like learning new things with photography, which is so cool because the Whitney that wakes up the next morning, you're now looking through those photos and you're like, Oh, I've, that was a really cool shot. I'll do that again. And it's just, it's really and you feel amazing. So you can wake up and go to the gym when everybody's yeah. feeling like, so your fear of missing out the night before on that first round of cocktails turns into the joy of missing out the next morning when you're bouncing around like Richard fucking Simmons being like, Hey, <laughs> Why you feel like shit? Let's get up. The day is yeah. beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, turn her off. <laughs> what would you say has been your like your biggest epiphany in all of this? Um, you know, my whole life, I mean, I touched on it a little bit, has been so chaotic. Mm. So I'm so used to the chaos. And so every time I've gotten sober in the past or played with sober curiosity, and I never really intended to stay sober forever, like I am this time, Um, but just playing around with that, I'm just like, it's so fucking boring. It's, I'm just bored. It's like, it's not boring. It's peaceful. Mm -hmm. And it's only boring if you are sitting on your couch, eating Cheetos, watching Netflix, and that's all you're doing. Like I... I don't necessarily recommend going to Vegas in early sobriety. <laughs> yeah. That was a little out. That was a little stretch even for me. Yeah. Um, but I do recommend finding things to do that you enjoy that are fun. Like get in touch. Like I call her little whittles. That's like my child, my little inner child. Yep. A little, what did little whittles like to do when she was little? And I was a dancer growing up. And so, I, I mean, 
talk about my social media. If you ever see my social media, I'm dancing, cleaning the yoga studio at the end. I'm dancing, making smoothies in my kitchen. Like I'm always dancing. And so I actually, it's on my list to go actually to a, a real class and take an actual like hip hop class or something like that. But I'm like, I'm dancing. Like I turn on music and I dance and it just, it, it opens up this amazing part of me. And it's like, I don't need to be stagnant on my couch. Um, you know, I'm going hiking with the girls. I'm going, I'm still going and enjoying a patio with my boyfriend and watching the sunset. Um, I'm going to my favorite bar to have oysters where I used to always have to have a dirty martini with them and having a bubble water and a martini glass. Like I'm, I'm stretching myself a little bit, but I'm not sitting on my couch being like, oh shit, I can't drink anymore. This is so boring. Yeah, you the know. woes me part. Yeah, woes for sure. Me, woes me. I'm one of those people that black out when I drink and life sucks. It's like, you <laughs> yeah. know what? No, because even if I didn't black, like, luckily I do black out. And now I can have a different, you know, a different way of living versus, you know, not even if you don't black out and you just have a shitty next day. Like, I don't have any shitty next days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no yeah. shitty next days. So it's really about, like, I think that's that's the gift is um, that peace, that peace in the present moment versus constantly searching for something to numb out or fix me or change the situation. Um, are there times where it's uncomfortable? Absolutely. Are there times where I'm like, oh, a drink would be really nice right now. But it's like, why would a drink be nice right now? Because I want to numb out. So why do I want to numb out? And what do I need to deal with? Because like everything else, this feeling is temporary. And if I drink that feeling, is, it's not getting rid of it. It's just prolonging it. It's, yeah. you still have to deal with it, you know? Yes. Yeah. So. And it's like, if you're not dealing with it now, it's going to come back at some point of like, hi, I'm the emotions you didn't deal with. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm even dealing with some stuff now. I'm like drunk Whitney, really? Why didn't we just do this? Why didn't we just do, I just did my, I, I didn't feel like doing my taxes in April. So I gave myself an extension till October and I just had to do those. And I was like, it literally, it cost me $85 to go to H and H and R block, whatever the fuck that's called. And I, and she got my taxes down to like $350. I'm like, I have been prolonging this for almost a year. Why? Like, come on, get your shit together, girl. <laughs> you think that it's, do you, okay. Two, this is a two-part question. Do you feel like knowing your personality and who you are, that you really had to have like these rock bottom moments for it to be like, I need to hit like the bottom of the bottom for me to spring back up. Just so like you, like, did you really need that? Like if someone's listening to this right now, my intention of it is does someone need to hit a personal rock bottom or do you feel like it's different for every single person? And what do you feel like it was for you? I feel like it's definitely different for every single person. Um, I feel like it does not need to be like, I didn't really have a rock bottom. Like I, it was just like, I just could feel it not working in my relationship. But like I never was late to work. I am still, or, you know, I still have everything going on. I'm not losing my home or my family or anything like that. Um, so I think that that as a society, we think alcoholic and we think it has to be rock bottom and you have to go to AA. And I just picture like being in a black hoodie and like torn up jeans. I actually have a few reels on this, like smoking a cigarette, drinking <laughs> coffee out of a styrofoam cup because I was, you know, sucking dick for cocaine underneath the freeway overpass. It's like, no, <laughs> you do not need to get that <laughs> together. <laughs> you know, on the outside, you would never know that I had a problem. Like I was just this fun party girl and I still woke up the next morning and taught yoga. Was yeah. I good? 
it was definitely not my best class. Cause right now I'll tell you, I'm a rock star teacher compared to what I was last year. Mm-hmm. The shit that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> Where before I'm like, just trying to get through it because I'm so hungover and I'm just like, inhale through your nose, exhale out of your mouth. Like probably nobody in class knew, but I know now that I was not as good as I could have been. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, I don't. I think it is personal for everybody. And unfortunately people do need to hit rock bottom, but I do not think that you need to wait that long to realize that your life is better without it. Yeah. You really are the definition of like, it's like, um, it, like a bougie drunk. Like it's like, <laughs> where it's like, there's like a, a whole level to it, you know, where it's not like you said, the cigarettes and the coffee, it's yes. really, it's like, there's a different level. And I think that resonates so much with um, especially the audience of this podcast too, because a lot of the women that listen to this, they're like entrepreneurial and they're into wellness and they're just, they're like us, like they're just, it it's, we have these little vices that, you know, are crutches that when we get to, you know, especially like becoming a mother on this end of things, like the worst thing, like being around my child with a hangover. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes I'm not even a good dog mom when I'm hungover. I'm like, no. I need to let you know. Yeah. And why do you want to do that to yourself? You know, know. and it's and like, then you're not going to be the best, mo- you're not going to be showing up as the best mother as well. Right. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it's so funny, like early on when Drew and I would have, I'd say about seven or eight months and we'd have a date night out. We're like, all right, let's go to dinner and have cocktails. And it was like that next day we paid for it. I swear it was like two days that we'd have to pay for it because not only are you waking up, like at that point, you know, he's was still waking up throughout the night and then it's like five 30 in the morning. And then you're, it's the entire day. And then, then when you're tired, that spills into the next day. And it's just, it's just so not worth it. And it's so- like, you're, you're, you're drinking. Sure. So yeah. there's that like excess calorie, sugar, whatever you probably yeah. it's a nice dinner and you're going out, but then the next day you feel like shit. So you want French fries or I don't know, chow mein or something like that. Yeah. Delivery uber eats which is like okay. more money that you don't need to be spending and you're just lethargic and you're not doing anything and then the next day you feel slightly better but now you need a day of actual self-care because right. you know that day is important too and it's just it's such a thief of time it's such a thief of time and like not to mention all the excess calories and I mean I I'm better now but I have the most insane sugar cravings like those first two and a half months yeah. I would say like I am I'm the type of person that will have a chocolate bar in her fridge and I'll have a square of it here and there. Like one chocolate bar will last me a month easy. Like I can take it, leave it. It's great. I love it. I'll have a bite of, you know, we get dessert for the table. I have a bite and that's enough for me. I was like, let's go to the cheesecake factory and just get cheesecake. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to gain so much weight. This is ridiculous. But the amount of calories in wine, you guys realize it's like almost a thousand calories in a bottle of wine. It's like 800 calories. Yeah. And I was like, a bottle of that easy like that's I drink that and then we go out you know yeah. <laughs> so well, even all the extra desserts and stuff I can feel my body just like responding to my workouts and like feel I feel high my skin has mm-hmm. never felt like I haven't felt this like hydrated and plump in years like I just feel my body is just like really hydrated and toned and like even mm-hmm. with all the excess sugar Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Glowing from the inside out for sure. When someone's getting started and those sugar cravings are present, do you tell people like, yeah, go for it. Like 
because I feel like there's gotta be, and I felt this too with, oh, chocolate. Hello, please. You know, like when we, especially when we were getting ready to, like when I was training to get pregnant, it was 90 days. Like Drew and I were like, not, we're neither, neither one of us are drinking. We are taking a break from this. Like we want to have like we wanted the best sperm and we wanted the healthiest body over here. Like, so we're trying to like, create life. Right. So we took a 90 day break from alcohol and we just upped, like we were honestly, it's the healthiest Drew and I had ever been. And, but I remember that first month I was, both of us were like, oh my gosh, like we want sugar. We want pie. We want ice cream. We want all like cookie dough. And we're like, what is going, like, it was a really bizarre feeling because like you said, there is so much, we don't, I, when you think of alcohol, do you think of calories right away? Like at least I did, but now it's like, I won't have bread with dinner, but I'll have a bottle of wine. Like (laughs) have a piece of bread and don't have the wine. (laughs) Have dessert and don't have the wine. Like you're still less calories. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's the sugar cravings because of how much sugar, like that's what alcohol turns into is sugar in your body. And then it's also like the comfort of it too, you know, I think. So I, so in my challenge groups, I do meal plans that are very protein heavy Mm -hmm. because it just, it's nourishing your body. It's uh, satiating all of that. I find like that really helps me anyway. Um, I'm also, you know, having you work out and stuff like that. So we want it to replenish your muscles and things. Um, but yeah, I eat the damn cookie, like eat the damn cookie. And I find that if you just have it instead of obsessing over it, you'll have one versus having like 17 because you restricted yourself and now it's like a thing. And now you're like, Oh, I'm not going to get one again. You know, I'm just, I actually, in my meal plan, I'm like, and have a piece of chocolate right after lunch. Like, don't even like, even if you don't want it, like have a piece of chocolate right after lunch and just kind of curb that. Um, also I'm huge on fruit, you know, fruit is uh, nature's candy. And that really does help if you're doing that before the cravings get really, really you know, intense. Um, I also think that dates are just magical. If you add like two dates to your day, I like them with apples. It's actually good for your adrenals. Um, little peanut butter on there. Um, it, um, it really, yeah, (laughs) it really curbs a sweet tooth. Um, if you're doing it like before the craving hits. So, um, a lot of my meal plans, it's like, um, you know, tablespoon of peanut butter with two dates and some apple slices. That's like my snack for you most days. And it's satisfying. It curbs the sweet tooth. It curbs that fat. It has a little fat. So it curbs that craving. And um, yeah, there's something about the dates that really just help with that. Mm. But, but also eat the damn cookie. I'm actually sleeping in my fridge right now. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that Whitney's always doing on Instagram is she has eat a fucking salad. Eat a fucking salad. <laughs> as long as you eat the fucking salad first, you can have the damn cookie. Yeah. and the damn cookie. There we go. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) So what would you say? Oh, actually, I have another question for you too. What's your thoughts on like CBD? Like, are you, have you, have you explored the realm of like CBD seltzers or even like THC seltz? Can you guys have THC out there? No, um, we can, you can, it's legal. I don't know if it's legal, but I'm, it's, (laughs) It feels like it's everywhere all of a sudden. It is like, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have dispensaries. Okay. I think you need like some sort of prescription to go there. Oh, so um, it's quite legal, legal yet. But 
Um, and this was like last year. So it's probably even easier now. Like I went to this farmer's market thing and they had these guys, these guys selling gummies that had THC in them. Oh, okay. And so I bought those from them and then they were actually able to ship it. Nice. So I guess it's legal. Like, I think it's still like regulated or something like that. Um, I think that that is really a personal preference. Um, I personally, like, I love mushrooms. I like weed occasionally. Um, for me personally, I'm never going to OD on that and blackout. So if I feel like I want to eat half a gummy when I'm on my period and feeling like shit and just like, that would be normally when I would have a glass of red wine and like, you know, go to bed at 4 PM and watch Netflix. Um, so if I want to have half a gummy or like a microdose of shroom or something like that, um, I think for me personally, that would be okay. That's not going to turn into some crazy addiction. I've mm -hmm. never abused either of those things. Um, but it's a really personal preference. A lot of people, if you're not doing the work, you're just going to substitute your addiction for something else. And it's often weed. Um, so that is something that you really need to check with yourself and be like, you know, and maybe in the beginning, that's a better transfer. And you need that for the first two months to get through. Um, for me, I just can kind of take or leave that stuff. Um, but yeah, I know CBD, like that's not even like mind altering. That's just, you know, internal, like internal health. Yeah. And wellness. So I don't think that that would ever be a problem, but there's people out there that won't even drink kombucha. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, or like have cough syrup or, I mean, cough syrup poison also, but like, you know what I mean? Like, um, like if I was in a lot of pain, I would, you know, probably take some sort of pain pill <laughs> if I, if I really needed to, like if my, my leg got amputated or something, I mean, like, I'm an alcoholic, I can't. Like it's, all, and this is why I don't like AA because AA is so black and white when we are all so colorful and we all have different, different rays of, of light in us that we need different things and different things serve us. Um, so yeah, that's definitely not a blanket overall thing. It has to be really, you need to go inside. Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to numb out? Am I using this the same way I was using alcohol or am I doing this because I really, yeah, I'm out and at a concert and I just want to get a little high, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it just really, it just really depends on how you're using it. I think. Have you found any like nootropics or anything like that? Cause there's so many different, um, alcohol alternative beverages coming on the scene that are, you know, there's like feel free, I think it's called that has kava in it and things like that, that are, they're more of I've like, a, yeah, have you tried, tried it. it before? So feel free. I'm actually an ambassador for them. The first time I took it, I loved it. It definitely gives you this kind of like woo feeling. Um, and then I took it a second time and I got so nauseous. Oh. So I guess it's the Kava. I just, and then I had it in this uh, other company called Calm. I think it's Calm Co, like Calm Company. They had Kava in it too. And there's something about Kava that just does not set well in my tummy. I'm so sad because it does have a very nice euphoric high effect. Mm -hmm. um, so not dissing it if it doesn't affect you. I think both of those would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but it makes your mouth like numb. Yeah. And it just sits in my stomach in a bad way. So it's not for me, but I love uh, Curious Elixirs. Those are a little pricey, um, but it's a nice treat. They actually come in these beautiful bottles. You get a case of it. Uh, you could do like a monthly subscription or every month or whatever you want. And they have, um, they actually taste like real cocktails. So they're like, serve this one in a tall, I was a bartender. So this is like really fun for me. Serve yeah. this one in a tall glass with, you know, this kind of ice and serve it with a, a orange garnish. And I'm just like, oh, and it's fancy and awesome. But that one is a little pricey. So like, I'll probably do that for myself for the month of December, you know, when there's all these parties going on. Um, I really like Hayo. It's H-I-O. 
Y-O, the <laughs> watermelon lime flavors, bomb. They're all pretty good, but that's my favorite. That one has some nootropics in it, some adaptogens. And I really do feel like a little bit of like calm at the end of that. Mm. Um, Moment is pretty good. Um, what's the other one I really like? Oh, Kin. Kin has this, there's four different flavors. Mm -hmm. I like the actual sunshine. You put that in a champagne flute and you feel like you're having a mimosa. Nice. And it's delicious and it does give you like a little bit of, you know, calming. Um, and what I've been really loving at night is, um, what is that brand? It's like Magnesium. Yeah, I've seen um, that one too. Okay, so I do that. It's like a berry flavor. So it's this beautiful pink color. I put it in a martini glass and then I do a splash of tart cherry juice on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then a little sparkling water. And it looks like a Cosmo in my little martini glass. And that's what I've been having every single night. And it's very calming. And it's also, you know, good for digestion, good for relaxation, all of that. Um, tart, tart cherry juice is great, even just in a wine glass. Like if you put it in a red wine glass, it looks like a glass of red wine. And mm -hmm. that actually helps your body naturally produce melatonin. So that's another awesome one to have at night if you're looking for a little bit of wine down. So there's so many things out there now, especially that can help you take that edge off at night. And honestly, just getting in a bubble bath with some water is also fine. <laughs> well, and you really like nailed it with like the mocktails too. And so for those that are listening right now too, you have, so your Instagram account, sober.lux, everybody yeah. go over and follow because you really give the other day. I just like, I messaged you right away. Cause I'm like, <laughs> And she's on there and she's sharing like, at like right before you're drinking and she's like shooting out like champagne bottle. Yes. And then it's like, and then drunk, the drunk side of things. And there's like, I've got like pizza grease sliding down my face. And like, I'm sharing a burger with a dog and like flipping off like the a bottle. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh God, it's so gross. I'm like, is so that possible? It's so yeah. Like we've all been there and it's just, it's so, it, you're such a reflection of like what's possible on the other side of it, because I mean, everything that we've been saying here, it's just, you know, you really get to, I, I think sometimes like in your sobriety journey, it's such a mirror. And now you can look back and just say, you know, you can look back with a full heart and be like, I had a blast. Cause like you were a party animal. You had a lot of fun. There's you know, there's good, there's bad memories in all of that. And it's like, and we can look at it and like close that chapter and be really excited for the chapter that you're in right now, which is just awesome. And I did have this conversation with my friend because she was like, because she took a lot of those videos. Cause I like, those are the kind you delete normally, right? But she had <laughs> taken those videos of me. She's like, oh my God, I stand by your caption because I took all these videos or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm not discounting that it wasn't a blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am saying I don't remember a lot of it. And the next day I know I felt like shit. So <laughs> we're moving on, but yeah. And I feel like I did need to go through all of those, you know, wild times yeah. to decide now that, you know, it's just the next chapter of my life and I'm ready to be a little more woosa. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, it's, it, it's the other, it's the other end of the spectrum, you know, yes. now it's like health and wellness and self-love and self-care. And I mean, and the thing is, is like, I want to just let everybody know, like Whitney's life, you are doing so much, like talk about the retreats that you have coming up too, because 
I mean, it's not like getting sober and like you said, cocooning it and just like being at home with your dog. Like you're out living life. You're out doing the things you're running an amazing business. You're, I mean, you've got so many different avenues that you're doing and you're out in the world. So let's talk about that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to not cocoon and still live your life and just know that you can always vanish. Like if things are uncomfortable or things are getting too wild, always have an exit plan. I don't know if I said that yet, but I always, I'm either driving my car or I know I can call an Uber or I'm at the hotel where I know I can escape to my room. Like always have an exit plan. 9 PM is a perfectly acceptable time to go to bed. If you're feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> even yeah. in Vegas. Um, so yeah, so retreats coming up. I, so I lived in Costa Rica for about four years. I'd probably still be there if COVID didn't hit. So it is my home away from home. I think this is going to be my 12th or 13th retreat there. Um, so I know it in and out. Like I know what to do. I know what not to do. I pick you up at the airport. Everything is handled. Like I was just talking to Sean about this before we pressed live. It's like, all you need to decide is if you want to have a relaxing day or an adventurous day, everything else is handled. Um, so I've got that in February. Um, I think I only have two rooms left on that one. So if you do want that one, definitely jump on that. It will sell out. Um, and then I just posted Tulum in March, which I've had my eye on this place for about eight years. And I'm so excited that I just finally was like, I'm doing it. It is insane. There's three different yoga decks and they all are looking over the turquoise ocean. It's walking distance to the ruins. There's cenotes. If you like to do like diving kind of stuff, this hotel is just phenomenal right on the white sand beach. I'm so excited. So this is a new one for me, which I'm so excited for. I've been there and I've toured it and I've stayed down there, but um, I haven't actually done a retreat there. So that's really fun. Um, and then I have a family retreat in July, also in Costa Rica. So we're going to, I've got nannies for the afternoon. I've got a very amazing yoga instructor for the children for the morning practice. And then there's fun family excursions, scavenger hunts, pizza night with a movie, you know, on the yoga deck and a popcorn bar. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited about it. Cause I'm like, you gotta, you gotta get the kitties in there too. You know what yeah. I mean? And I run into that a lot. Everyone's like, oh, but I don't know what to do with my son or I don't know what to do with my girls. And I'm just like, oh, well, let's blank one. So we bring them. Um, and then I haven't posted this one yet, but I'm going to be doing one I live in Utah, by the way, I'm in Salt Lake City. So we're going to be doing one in the South in a place called St. George um, in January. It's going to be like a long weekend, kind of about like more like manifesting your year kind of situation, women only. Um, so if that's more your vibe, if you don't want to leave the country, I'm going to have that one available to book in the next like three weeks. So, so cool. Yeah. So that keeps me really busy too. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and you're traveling everywhere, which is so amazing because this is such a, I mean, I hope that like, cause we really, you know, we talked about like intention and like what we're wanting this podcast episode to be. And I, I just hope that anyone that's listening to this, that, you know, felt called by the title or something that pulled them in. It's like life continues to happen. Like you can really whether it's retreats and coming to one of Whitney's retreats, or maybe you're sitting back and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to X, Y, Z. And it's like, think of doing that in sobriety, you know, think of doing whatever it is. If it's 
launching a business, if it's, you know, hosting, like we should talk about your groups too. If there's someone that's sitting back and it's like, I want to do this, but I'm scared to do this by myself, you know, to let's talk about your groups, like what's happening inside your sober October right now. What was, you know, what are you sharing with people? What is the feedback that you're receiving too? Are you, are you feeling like pushback from people that are like, I'm freaking out. there To hold their hand. So the the sober October, I literally threw this together in like two weeks because I just saw a need for it. I was seeing a lot of people doing sober October and all the tips were like, you know, train for a marathon to distract yourself or like whatever, or like just white knuckle it. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound any fun, you know? And in the beginning of my journey, I didn't go to, I, I mean, and I already knew AA wasn't for me. So I wasn't, I didn't have any kind of community, Mm -hmm. um, to say like, I'm very fortunate. My friends have been very supportive. My boyfriend's very supportive. They all drink and everything like that, but they're, you know, not shoving it down my throat. We're going on sober hikes and stuff like that, but it would have been really nice, especially month two was particularly hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really felt like, you know, I was going through all the regrets and I was just like, stop it, you know, stop it. But it would have been nice to have been able to talk to somebody then, which I can appreciate why, why AA meetings are so important. So when the sober October thing came up and I was just like, why don't I put everything that really helped me into a nice little pretty cozy four week box and, you know, help people out. Um, and so I, I did it and, um, we go through theme every week is a different theme, you know, like sober socializing and, um, you know, creating your perfect mocktail. And we really focus on self-care and things like that. Um, what to do in social situations when you do need to vanish anything, anything like that. Um, so there's like a whole platform with workouts, meal plans, mocktails, all of that kind of thing that you can, like, I give you all of it right when you sign up. So you can just go through that at your own pace. And then we have a group text where we check in every single day. And I check in with you every morning. I give you something kind of silly or maybe an affirmation, very witnessed. And then in the evenings, um, I check in with you, like, how are you feeling? And it's just like, you know, it's, and, and I'm like, if you drink, it's okay. Like we aren't just because we drink, we're not being like, oh, the month's over. Yeah, right. Like, go get another bottle. Like, no, we're gonna we're gonna restart tomorrow. It's okay. This is a very addictive substance. It is not your fault that this has been shoved down our throat through media, through marketing, through our family, through our friends in college. It is on all the billboards. It is what we do. It is everywhere. I live in Utah where it's really not everywhere and it's still everywhere. Like this is, this can be hard. And so I just wanted a place where I can hold people's hands and get them through those hard moments. Um, so I ended up having 15 people sign up for that, which is amazing. I was like, maybe I'll get a couple. Um, (laughs) and they're just like, and every day it's like, thank you for doing this group. Thank you for doing this group. And it just makes me like, Oh, I just want to cry every time because there has been times where they're like, I really want to drink right now. And I didn't because I came in and I text this group right here, or I had a couple that have had a couple drinks and they're like, like I've ruined the month. And I'm like, no, like this is all an opportunity to learn, right? This is an opportunity to get information about ourselves and how we want to live our lives moving forward. So we forgive ourselves and we move on. And they're just like, you know, thank you. Cause I would have just given up and gone right back to it. Right. So, um, it's just a, it's a, it's a container to just be accountable, but also be supported. Hmm. Hmm. 
And, and so like, let's talk about your November group too. Like, what are you feeling around that? Are there people in October that are like, let's do this together in November? Like what, what are you feeling the energy of November? So looking? every group I do, I always upgrade it every time I rerun it. So I've learned a lot doing it this way. I really want, um, I think, cause I think my biggest shift was really the mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think I want to take my wellness group mindset work and really focus on that. And especially in the beginning of November. So there's going to be a lot of soul searching and a lot of, you know, getting to know yourself and why we do these things and just the mindset work. Cause everything we tell our mind, you know, we can do anything we want. Like you said this the other day, you're like, I know it's cliche, but it's possible. <laughs> and it's true. Like anything you put your mind to, you can have. Um, but if you're focusing on the negatives, you're still focusing on that. So it's like, where can we focus our energy elsewhere? So it's going to be a lot more mindset focused than this last group was. This last group was really fun, really about just not drinking for the month of October. November is going to be really more towards the sober, curious person that might want to take it a little longer than a month. Mm, Love this. So Um, do you have one-on-one people that you work with or right now are you more focused on group? um, I'm open to that. I do do a, a weekly coaching call with everybody. And okay. so, um, and so that's a good time to, if you needed, you know, just to talk about some support, mm-hmm. um, I'm not opposed to one-on-one. I am not currently running it like that, but if somebody needed that, we could probably work something out. Um, I find the group aspect is working really, really well because you're hearing not just from me, but from the rest of the girls in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having the group, the daily texting with everybody back and forth, and then having the group meeting once a week, it's like very cute. It's becoming this little culture. And like, if I don't see the text right away and somebody just did some, like someone's like, I, I had a drink last night on my date with my husband. Like all the girls are like, it's okay. You've got this. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not just your cheerleader. You have you know, 13 other girls that are also your cheerleader. Um, So I just, I've really been liking that, that group aspect simply because of the the extra level of support that it gives. Yes. Oh, that's so true. And community. And like, like literally, I mean, think of this, if you were to come into Whitney's world and become part of this, it's like you have in your back pocket, like you have a tool and a resource in your back pocket for those moments where you feel like you're going to spiral or that you want to lean on others for support. Um, so cool. So what's next for Whitney? Like when you zoom out and you're looking at the end of this year, even like, what do you want 2024 to look like for you? Like what's coming next for Whitney? Yeah. I mean, I really would love to be very retreat focused. Like if, if I could even be doing more, um, more locally, like, or more in like where you don't have to fly internationally, I think even because our world is kind of crazy right now. And I know people don't necessarily want to leave that far from home. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really looking into doing like a three month sober journey with people and having that end in a retreat. Very cool. That's like the big, you know, celebration slash yeah. just super work slash like, oh my God, we get to see each other in person. Yeah. Um, so that's really my, my bigger vision, but I do feel like I, I like these smaller groups to get started and just find my flow too. Cause I'm very, you know, I'm five months in. Um, so I'm still learning a lot about the journey too, even though I have, you know, done 400 and something days in the past, my mindset this time is so different. Um, so, and, and like I said, just like running this group in October, I'm learning so much about what people need and what I have and what I'm learning and to give more. Um, so I think I'll do probably a few more of these month challenges and then I'll turn into something much bigger. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, love it. (laughs) I've got some rapid fire (laughs) questions for you too. Okay. 
Love these. What is your morning routine? Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) I have to have water right by my bed or I'll go straight to fucking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to have water right by my bed and I have to chug that as I'm like walking into the kitchen to make my coffee, because I'm such a, like the, you, you can take the ad, the alcohol out of the attic, but she's still there somewhere. Um, so coffee is definitely my addiction. I love it in the morning. Um, so I chug water literally on my way to make coffee. Um, and then I have been doing this whole, I've been doing face yoga. Oh yeah. I saw you were talking about that the other day. I'm 41 years old. I'm trying desperately not to get Botox, but I'm just seeing it. You know, I'm just seeing it. And I partied hard my whole life. So, you know, that was showing on my face too. So um, I've been wearing these frownies on my forehead to bed. Do you like them? I am liking them. Like they work instantly right away, but I'm so excited that it's going to, like, I'm giving my, I'm like doing it for, I think I'm on day like, I don't know, six maybe, but I've been doing them off and on for the last two months, but I'm like, I'm doing them 30 days straight. Like, even if my boyfriend's sleeping over, he's just going to have to deal with my frankness. (laughs) So then I go and I'm like desperate to take it off in the morning. So then I take off while my coffee is percolating. I love that word. Percolating. (laughs) I take my frownies off and do a whole skincare thing, which is just, you know, face wash. I, I, uh, um, actually I face wash and then I ice roll. Yep. Confidential ice roller. We were just talking before we came in. We don't have one. You need one because it's the Rolls Royce of ice rollers. So I depuff, which is not as bad now that I'm not drinking because, you know, wine face was a thing and now I just don't really have that as much. So I do my ice roller. I do the whole skincare thing. And then um, I have my, my morning routine has changed slightly. I used to spend like a lot of time reading and journaling and meditating. Um, and I still do that. I always read something productive right now. I'm reading, uh, the power of your mind mm. and I'm reading, um, a book about Jesus. That's like, you know, re- it's called just Jesus. And it's like relating to like more now times. Cause the Bible, I just have such a hard time with, but I think it's really important to read like before I have so many ideas about it, you know, I have yeah. so many opinions, but let, I've never read it. So anyway, um, so I'm reading those two books right now. And then I have a journal prompt that I'm doing. I do a deeper journal later in the day, which has been helpful for me, but I do like, um, I like do an inventory of yesterday and then like a little bit of, you know, what I'm going through or yada, yada, yada. Sometimes just a gratitude list, just to get a little shit out of my head. Mm-hmm. And then I walk the dog Love and it. I get some sunshine on my face and I get outside and I get that morning deliciousness. And I swear to God, if I didn't do any else, anything else, that would be the one thing that I do where I used to sit and make myself meditate and read and journal till I died. And then I would start my day. And I'm telling you the morning sunshine is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later in the day, when I take a break from work is when I do my meditation. I usually will also journal again. And then depending on how much I read in the morning, I might read a little more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of, I break up my old morning routine and do it a little bit later in the evening or in the afternoon, I should say. Yeah. But yeah, that morning walk. That's everything. Mm-hmm everything. How do you do that in the winter? Cause I know you and I are both like, we try to go into being like these winter snow bunnies and then we just hate it so much. <laughs> well, last year I left for, to Costa Rica for all of January and Belize That's for all of February. <laughs> like, take me. <laughs> so this year I'm planning on doing February and March, but honestly, I think I'm just going to bundle up and keep doing it because, so I had another Frenchie and she died. And so I stopped walking altogether. And uh, 
so now that I have Louie and I'm walking again, I'm just, I feel it. Like it just feels so good. So I think maybe they'll be shorter, but I think still getting outside and getting that fresh air and that morning sun on your face. I just think it's too important. Even if I have to wear 17 layers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you look good doing it while you're out there and <laughs> dog will love it too. Do you put booties on Lou? I mean, so this will be our first winter together. Well, so right. yes. yeah, so um, I just ordered him a sweater, actually like a little jacket thing. So we'll see about the booties. I mean, Bella would never let me put clothes on her. So I don't know how he's going to be. Oh yeah, you'll just see. That's hilarious. We'll just have to see, yeah. So. Um, so for those that are into astrology that I, you know, I have to ask everybody. And so what's your sun, your moon and your rising to give now that everybody's heard you, I'm sure they're <laughs> You're, You're not going to be shocked. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm a Leo sun and then a double Scorpio. So Scorpio moon and Scorpio rising. Powerhouse in the house. Like you, you really are like you were the definition of like all of it. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> lastly, with our rapid fire question, what is the best, best advice or quote that you've ever read before or you've ever been told before like something that's really stuck with you that you're like I would love to pass this down to other people a good one um I really think it's just be your fucking self like mm -hmm. nobody actually cares right you know what I mean so just be true to yourself and however that looks and that's okay if it changes from time to time but just be true to yourself and, and be yourself and don't be afraid of that person. But you want to know what first came to my head? What? <laughs> my grandpa, when he was on his deathbed was like kind of dementia -y or whatever. And he was like, cause then the song came out and it always reminds me of him. He's like, you be a lady on the street, but you be a tigress in the bedroom. And so then the song came out, lady on the street, but a freak in the bed. I'm like, oh my God, grandpa is wise beyond his years. So that's a little one for my grandpa too, just because you're like, what's the best quote that stuck with you? And I was like, that one always sticks with me. <laughs> oh, I love true it. You true to yourself because that's all you really have, right? This one precious, beautiful vessel. And you've been a testament to that wit. Like, I mean, your Instagram, your life, it's like, you know, we like, we haven't met each other in person, but it's like, I, when I think of someone who's authentically themselves, you are the first person that comes to mind. Thank you. Went through. <laughs> like, am I sharing too much? <laughs> Great. This is awesome. Wear your heart on your sleeve, right? It's just like, oh, it, 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 like I look at this life and I think it's, it, I mean, look how fast everything's happened since like lockdown and pandemic. It's like time is really moving quickly. And I think we've just got to, uh, you know, let alone having a child like throws time, very time is warpy then when you have a child because it's like, oh my gosh, they're growing up so quick. So yeah, it's like, why, why? shrink our energy when we can be larger than life and have fun and expand baby expand yes exactly like the care bear stare like shine that fucking light yeah, exactly let it <laughs> go <laughs> i love this so much so um where can everybody find you i'm sure that people are wanting to like come over stock your instagram really get a taste for like what sober lux is all about so give us all the places where we can come and connect with you online i think instagram is the best place and then from there my links and all the things i share all the time so uh my personal account is at the fitwit mm -hmm. and then and it's w-h-i-t and then i have my sober account that i just started is sober lux and that's s-o-b-e-r period l-u-x-e 
and uh, that's where I'll be sharing. I have tons of videos that I haven't uploaded yet, but I've got lots of mocktails coming and all sorts of things. And that's where I'll be sharing about the November uh, Sober Curious Challenge. Um, yeah. And we need to be getting her over on TikTok because she would oh, yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I know, I keep hearing that. It's just one more thing. I know, I know. But you would do so well at it, honestly, because I think this is, these are the things that are trending right now. And it's like, when I see it, I'm like, Whitney would be killing this right now on TikTok. Like <laughs> Now I have to, because it's like, this, like to. this all the time. Like, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, another platform. <laughs> Copy piece. I have Copy all this piece. extra energy and time now that I'm not drinking. So right. I might as well. Yeah. Maybe go to dance class. Maybe I'll just start doing all the TikTok dances and we'll there start. We go. Like- your studio <laughs> dances when you're in the studio and you're doing the yeah. floor thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll just take, we'll take Britney Spears and all of them. So she sees you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Love oh, Brittany. this so much. Yes, me too. Awesome. Well, thank you, Whitney. This was a yeah, pleasure and joy to have you here. And for those that are listening, I'm going to put all the links below so you can go and find Whitney all over social media. And for those of you that do go over into her world, check out our retreats, check out our offerings. Um, you are an evolution just in the last couple of years, like just the things you've done and created. And so, yeah, definitely go check her out. Thank you, Whitney, for being here. So much for having me. I love you so much. <laughs> and I, my favorite saying to cap this off is let's keep flirting with the universe together. So thank you everybody for being here. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>